Welcome to a very special Geek Explain Extra series that we're calling Watching the Watchmen. Uh, this is basically just going to be like a review show for each episode of the HBO Watchmen series. Um, I really wanted to watch it and I really wanted to review it, but we are in the middle of uh, Arrow Season 8, the final season for... Um, our weekly review show. If you can hear some work going on in the background, I don't know what's going on uh, next door, but they are doing some intense power tool workage. So if that uh, comes through, then I apologize, but I had to talk about the show. Uh, we're going to be doing this pretty regularly. I'm going to be trying to put this up every Monday that the show is on. So the episodes drop on Sundays, and I'll try to get them out on the following Monday, the next day, each week. Um, this week's going to be a little different, though, because we started late. Uh, we also had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, but we're dropping this on Tuesday, the 29th, as of this recording, and look forward to each week we will be doing this uh, pretty much every Monday, so look forward to this. Um, I had to talk about this. HBO Watchmen, man, so, so good. Uh, this is, of course, the live-action Watchmen show on HBO, but it's not an adaptation per se. It's basically a sequel, not to the film by Zack Snyder, but to the original comic. And you can kind of tell with a lot of the... Um, I would say a lot of the choices uh, visually, but I really like it. Uh, we're going to talk about episodes one and episodes two. So episodes one and episodes two. Uh, we're going to be talking about episodes one and two today. Um, I, I just, ah, I love this so much. Uh, it's really, really good so far. I've got my notes here. I'm not going to get super in-depth because I want you to watch this, but there will be spoilers if you haven't. Um, if you haven't watched this episode, watch it, come back, we're going to discuss. Uh, we're looking at episodes one and two this week, and then following this, each week we'll be uh, talking about each episode. So starting off with episode one, entitled It's Summer and We're Running Out of Ice. First thing, right off the bat, I love that they put the titles of the episodes into the episodes. Um... It's very comic booky. They superimpose the title in the background of a specific scene near the opening of the episode. I really, really dig it. But this episode started off um, a little shocking, I would say. And I am almost ashamed to admit that I didn't realize exactly what the prologue was about, what the episode opening of episode one was about until I went back and did my research and what episode one opens up with is the Tulsa massacre in 1921 uh, also known as a Black Wall Street massacre among other names um, this was a um, racially um, what's it called this was a uh, basically a racial attack on what was known as Black Wall Street in 1921, where white supremacists attacked the town of Tulsa and just caused riots and killed a lot of people. And it was really shocking to watch. Um, 
Again, I am ashamed that I didn't know anything about this before, but I went, I researched, this was a real thing, a real atrocity that happened, and um, kudos to Watchmen on such a big stage like HBO to bring something like this to the public consciousness, because I didn't learn about this in school. I don't know about you, but I didn't learn about this when I was growing up, and I'm glad that they brought something like this to my attention. And it was... A really compelling and powerful way to open up the episode. Uh, there's bodies in the streets, you know, people in clan uh, robes just roaming the streets shooting people. It was really, really uh, just powerful stuff. I was shocked by this. I didn't know that this was going to be how they opened it up, but it makes sense when you take in the wider... Um, uh, the wider scope of the actual show. And the entire time I was watching this, I was getting this weird feeling, and I didn't know exactly what that feeling was until the end of the opening. And I realized, and I know this is going to sound really weird, it's Superman. This is Superman. If you if, if you don't see the parallels, I'm going to explain them to you. Um, you have a mother and a father sending their very, very young child away in a pod from basically this crashing and burning civilization. Uh, the child wakes up in the middle of a field um, with a note that basically says, take care of this boy. Uh, I was shocked watching this. And if you don't see that, watching the episode, if you don't get Superman vibes from that, along with the obvious... Uh, atrocities that were committed in this act. Um, I don't know what to tell you because it was really interesting to me. And you even see, because this is uh, Will. We get to meet him a little bit here and then we get more info on him as the episode goes on. And I'm sure we're going to get even more info on him as the uh season goes on but this is will's backstory he was a child living in tulsa when this happened his parents uh, helped him escape you even see them packing him into a crate that he was basically hiding in so that he could escape the town while these riots were going on and um you see you know a bullet gets shot through the crate so that will can like peek out and he sees the warehouse where his parents were in after they sent him out, is blown up by a stick of dynamite, very similar to Krypton. Like, watching Krypton explode as he's sent away to another land, another place. And I was shocked. Uh, this is a DC property, officially. Uh, you see DC in the um, little title cards and stuff, but I was really interested in this. And this honestly, you know... Not to derail anything that Watchmen is actually doing in this episode because the show is fantastic. Um, it really gets me in the mood to like watch a Superman show, especially watching a you know race bent Superman show or a Superman property. Uh, we've talked about in the past, you know, Val Zod, Calvin. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think his name's Calvin Harris. He's an alternate universe Superman who's basically Obama. But um, I was just, wow. I was blown away immediately by this opening. Uh, then flashes back to Tulsa, but in 2019, this 
show is taking place this year, modern day, uh, which is another large departure from the original Watchmen show, which took place in the 80s. And so this is a sequel, not directly a sequel, but a pretty... uh, closely attached sequel to the original Watchmen comic. Uh, So, of course, that means that Alan Moore wants nothing to do with it. But this is really interesting because it it posits the question of how does the world move on after Veidt's attack? After the attack of the squid in uh, New York and all of this stuff, what happened to the world after that? We saw that a little bit in Doomsday Clock, uh, currently being put out by uh, DC Comics. The final issue is going to drop in the end of December. But this is uh, really interesting because you can see a lot of the stuff that... um, that the show was influenced by inside that world with the events of the original show or the original comic Watchmen. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a second. But the big, I would say, the big um, conflict in this episode and in the show as a whole is the police force versus the Seventh Cavalry. Now, the Seventh Cavalry is. From what we can tell, basically a modern-day Ku Klux Klan, but using the masks of Rorschach instead of white uh, pointed hoods, which I think is really interesting. And I, as someone who has been a fan of Watchmen for a long time and seen how crazy some fans can get utilizing Rorschach as as some kind of like um, Jesus-like figure... Uh, I could totally see that, and it's really well done here. Um, Just the opening scene, I mean, is this uh, traffic stop, which I thought is was very interesting because one thing that the Watchmen comic did really well was implementing um, political stuff into what we see when it comes to the comics. And opening your episode after the big... Uh, set piece of Tulsa in 1921, starting your episode with a traffic stop where the masked policeman is African-American and the person who is stopped is Caucasian uh, was a really interesting, I think, way in our day and age, our current political and social climate to uh, start the episode, start the events of the episode where the uh, policeman is masked. uh, They have these yellow masks and just to cover their identities, he goes because he real he sees a Rorschach mask in this guy's uh, glove box, and he goes back. And he tries to call it in, but the guy uh, shoots and kills him. So it's really interesting. You find out uh, that the police all wear masks and they all have aliases. Uh, some of the aliases we see are Looking Glass, uh, Sister Knight, which we pretty much follow she's the main character as well as red scare i love red scare he is hilarious um definitely follow him he's funny uh but the big uh the big conflict is this masked police force versus the cavalry so superheroes are now uh essentially just vigilantes that are aligned with the police force which i think is really interesting we've we don't really see that a lot when it comes to um mainstream stuff uh we've seen recently with a uh batman white knight which we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago that 
there is the possibility for vigilantes and superheroes to work with the police force, but we've never seen them integrated like this. So I find this really interesting. Um, and I just really enjoyed following these characters. Our main character is Angela. Uh, she is known as Sister Knight in her detective guise. Each detective has their own, like... Uh, superhero alias while regular uh, beat cops and police officers just wear their uniforms with the yellow mask to cover up the lower half of their face uh and it, just the the concept of that where like you rise up the ranks and you get you know a code name and all this stuff and it looks like they pretty much have autonomy on what their code name is what they do but there are a few characters that I really, really liked right off the bat. First of all, Angela. She's incredible. Um, the actress, Regina King, is so, so good. I've been waiting for her to get a really good uh, meaty role like this, and I think she is absolutely killing it. Um, she's just fun to watch. You see right from the get-go that she was actually born in Saigon. She was born in Vietnam right before, apparently, in this, in the Watchmen universe, it became a state. Uh, they won the Vietnam War with the help of Dr. Manhattan and the comedian, and uh, Vietnam is the 51st state. So I think that continuing on with that, seeing the alternative history, like we saw that uh, Robert Redford is the president and has been for the last 30 years apparently, um, I think is really interesting. I really hope Robert Redford is playing Robert Redford. I would die. I really need that for this show. But I really enjoyed Angela. She's a firecracker for sure. She kills it. She's so good. Um, and I really like just her design as Sister Knight. Uh, it just looks really cool. Uh, it's in this day of like really overcomplicated costumes and really overdesigned costumes. Her costume is very simple, very specific, and I really enjoy it. Uh, Looking Glass is another character that I really... Um, I was really intrigued by right from the get-go. He's uh, played by uh, Tim Blake Nelson, one of my favorite actors. He's fantastic. Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So many good films that he's been in. And here, he's essentially their, um, their interrogation expert. And I love that. I love that his costume is pretty much just a regular detective's uh, you know, what you would expect a detective to wear in any cop show, just with this uh, mirror material mask that he wears. He is very Rorschach, the original version of Rorschach, where he's kind of gruff, he tells it like it is, you don't see his face very often, when you do see his face, he just pulls it up above his nose, just like Rorschach did in the original comic to eat, um, I really liked it, I thought he was a great character, and he's gonna be one to look out for, for sure, because... Tim Blake Nelson is just fantastic, and he is only going to get more to do, I think, especially with the events of this episode. I also, again, loved Red Scare. He's hilarious. He's weird. Um, and then uh, Judd. Judd, the uh, police commissioner, was a great character, and I was really sad that he died at the end of the episode. Um, but opens up so much possibilities. But watching the first episode... You almost could be forgiven if you didn't know that it was a Watchmen sequel. If it didn't have the title of Watchmen, if it was named something else, um, they're very, very picky, and they choose their spots where they reference 
the events of Watchmen very specifically in this. Uh, the Rorschach mask. They only call it a Rorschach mask once in the episode. Um, you see in a newspaper that Adrian Veidt, Ozymandias, is uh, declared officially dead. But you just see it in the newspaper. Nobody talks about it. Uh, we do also see during the... Uh, pretty near the opening of the episode, pretty near the beginning. Uh, for some reason, it rains squids, uh, which I'm sure have something to do with Ozymandias's, uh endgame in the original Watchmen comic where he brought that giant squid creature to New York that killed millions of people. Um, for some reason now, it's raining squids. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what this is going to equate to, but I'm interested. It's a weird phenomenon, and I, I thought visually it looked really cool. Uh, you also get to see Jeremy Irons, who we have seen is supposedly playing Ozymandias, who's supposedly playing an older Adrian Veidt. He hasn't been named. All we know is that he's called Master in his uh, little uh, sanctuary hideaway place. Um, there's going to be a lot coming from him. Uh, he ha is writing up a play called The Watchmaker's Son, which we do get to see a little bit of in episode two. But there's just so much uh, planted here, so much going on in this episode that really sets it up, but doesn't outwardly say, hey, we're a Watchmen sequel. It could absolutely stand on its own with all the concepts that you see here, but I really like that it is incorporating some of that stuff. And even though you don't really get the um correlation until the very end um seeing the old man throughout the episode as well as kind of this um this harbinger of bad stuff this uh bad omen is really interesting and you find out at the end that this old man is will he's the kid from the opening uh who has the paper that says take care of this boy um just so good. The first episode is so fantastic as a pilot, and it immediately gets you engrossed in its world. Uh, going into episode two, we're going to talk about episode two, entitled Martial Feats of Comanche Horsemanship. I just, I love that these episode titles are overly wordy, just like all of the chapters of the original Watchmen. I really enjoyed it. Um, and you kind of get the feeling that with the opening of this episode, the events of this episode, as well as the events of the previous episode, that this season might really be Will's story. Uh, we see that in the beginning, uh, his father served in, I believe it was World War One or World War II. Um, I would have to say World War One, uh, where he, the soldiers serving uh, with the Allies overseas get these like letter drops from the germans basically saying like you should rebel uh you know your you know colored folk don't have the same rights in america as they do here in germany and then you see how that the original flyer that the germans dropped down onto the uh african-american soldiers in world war one um is the paper that will was given with the note that says watch over this boy um, it's really interesting, and we get this idea, again, by the way, going back to the whole uh, Superman parallel, if you look at Will's current, um, outfit, his wardrobe, it's very Superman-esque, it has the red, he has a bright red blazer that could, uh, parallel Superman's cape, he's wearing blue, just like Superman wears, I don't think it's an accident that that's, um, 
that that's a parallel. I don't think that it's just a coincidence. I think it's impl- I think it's heavily implied, and it should be um, paid attention to because that's a big deal. Uh, but I really like that. You did get to see a bit more Watchmen in the second episode, at least the influences. We get a scene from a, f- a very familiar site from the comic with a kid and a paperman. A uh, kid sitting at a uh, newspaper stand talking to the owner there. I really liked it. Uh, little teases like that, little parallels, I think are going to be really well done. Uh, that also includes the American Hero story, which I think is going to take the place of the um, Black Freighter story in the original comic. Uh, getting those parallels, talking about that, we're going to get more of that, I think, throughout the season. But we got the opening here. And it looks like American Hero story is basically going to be this you know, TV event chronicling the Watchmen, but, or the, uh, the Minutemen, but specifically, um, I can't remember his name. Um, oh, that's gonna bother me. I gotta look that up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about something else while I'm looking this up. But, um, I really liked it. I loved how kind of hokey it looked. Um, I really enjoyed that the production design on there looks like a TV show. Um, I really like, I'm, I'm digging it and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Uh, we also got to see the events of the white knight, which they teased, uh, in the first episode was the event. Why, why, um, policemen wear masks now. So, uh, you find out that we basically get this flashback to, uh, Angela and her husband on Christmas Eve, where I guess 40 some odd, Homes of uh, policemen and women were attacked by members of the 7th Cavalry. And it was a coordinated attack. Uh, Very few people survived. And the ones that did, most of them resigned from the police force for fear of their lives and their safety. Um, You see that after the attack, the first face that Angela saw was Judd's, which again uh, really strengthens and... Uh, fortifies the idea that her and Judd were very close. Uh, She looked at him as like an older brother slash mentor figure. I was really just, um, just really surprised. Hooded Justice, by the way, is the name of what looks like is going to be the main character of American Hero Story. Um, I, I I love this. I love this. Anyway, going back to the White Knight, um, just uh, that being the inciting incident for the police force to start using masks and aliases I thought was really cool. And I am hoping that we get more looks into the infrastructure of it. Because you see even um, the people who work in the safety of the police precinct, like Panda, uh, have those um, have those aliases. And when cops uh, are out in the street... They don't tell anyone they're cops to save their identities and to make sure that their secret identities are kept. So it's like legitimately a superhero police force. You have secret identities uh, along with your um, uh, along with your uh, superhero slash police persona. And I I just I love this. We also get to see uh, Adrian Veidt's play. Uh, we don't I we don't know as of right now how. Um, or why he faked his death. Uh, maybe it was because he knew that the uh, alien, the quote-unquote alien attack is eventually going to be uh, discovered to be a hoax. But 
I uh, I really I thought it was really interesting that he's essentially writing a play about Doctor Manhattan, and you find out that his two servants uh, are copies. All the male servants are the copy of this one person, and all the female servants are the copy of this one other person. Uh, I I really don't know what the hell is going on with his stuff, but I am so fascinated by it. Um, I just. I really, really dug both of these episodes. I don't know if I can stress that enough. Uh, we got to see uh, Angela try to find out who Will is, and she finds out later at the end of this episode that Will is her grandfather. And though Will essentially uh, owns up to and confesses that he's the one that killed Judd and hung him at the uh, the oak tree, we don't know for sure. We know something's up with Will, but we don't know exactly what his deal is. And then when she tries to bring him in, he is rescued by some freaking uh, ship. I don't know if it's the Owl ship. We did get to see a version of the Owl ship in the first episode. That was the first time in the episode that I actually, um, actually like exclaimed in the episode. Like, whoa, what? Like, repurposing a lot of the Owl tech you get to see. I don't know if it's specifically supposed to be representing Altec or not, but um, Angela goes to Judd's, essentially Judd's wake at his house, and she goes snooping around because Will says that he has skeletons in his closet. Um, and you see uh, her use these goggles that very much look like uh, Al goggles that Alman used, or Night Owl, not Alman, that Night Owl used, and I was shocked at what she found, as was she, and that uh, Judd might have been a clan member, or at least he was the son of a clan member. So I'm really interested to see where this is all leading. Um, I want to know why uh, they have the Altec, why they're using the Altec. Uh, we do see for the preview for episode three that um, Lori Blake, FBI agent Lori Blake's showing up. So we're going to get some Lori Blake stuff. I'm really digging this show so far. I hope you are too. Feel free to uh, let me know what you thought on either of our social medias, at Pod. that's at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or through email to geeksplained at gmail.com. Again, thank you for uh, tuning in for this. Expect this Geeksplained Extra every single Monday for the rest of this season. Uh, also featuring a special guest, more than likely, for the rest of the episodes. Uh, tune in next week to find out who that very special guest is. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about this. First two episodes knocked it out of the park, and I'm really, really looking forward to all the episodes that are coming for the rest of the season. So that is going to do it for this first debut premiere edition of Watching the Watchmen. Stay tuned next week, same geek time, or different geek time, but same geek channel, because it's going to be going up every single Monday for the rest of this season. And we will see you next time.